Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Well, hello everybody and welcome along. This is the one we've been waiting for. No worries with the weather. If you're not here, you're going to wish you had made the effort to come here. A little bit windy with the wind blowing in exactly the opposite direction as it was earlier in the week. It's now behind the cars going down to turn number one. In the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre, it's John Hindoff and Jeremy Shaw as we're getting ready for the final race of 2022 in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. It is the 25th Motul Petit Le Mans. And for those of us who were here in 1998, my goodness, did we think we were going to have 25 years of racing? I'm not sure we did. And as I do at this time every year, a doff of the cap to Dr. Don Painos for the man with the vision, the man with the plan who laid the foundations in some ways quite literally for the American Le Mans series and what we have now in IMSA. Championships still up for grabs, particularly in the DPI class, to which we wave a fond farewell at the end of this race. Ten hours guaranteed, of course. And it's on one of the most challenging circuits anywhere in the world. Twelve corners, just two and a half miles and 43 cars. That gives it a very big car count per foot of track. Up into turn one, over the top of turns two and three down the S's. Turn six and seven before you get onto the back straight and that massive overtaking opportunity down at turn 10A and turn B before you come under the Fox Factory Bridge and explode back into our vision here in the Michelin Tower on the outside of turn 12. That's a big drop. Nothing can do it justice unless you've been in a motor car coming over the top of that. I can't even imagine what it's like on two wheels, by the way, coming over the top of there, cranked uh, and over down towards turn 12 and back around to do it again. Again, somewhere in the region of, well, many hundred times. We'll go through all of the records that might be up for grabs in terms of the distance uh, later on today. The good news is that all the cars are now rolling off the grid. Jeremy Shaw alongside me. Championships up for grabs. Weather perfect. Uh, still a very big crowd. The bleachers behind us in the uh, support pits absolutely packed, which is uh, I don't often see that here. The campgrounds were pretty full as well. Prospects are for an absolutely super end of 2022. Well, yeah, I mean it is it is literally quite picture perfect here at the moment, and uh, you know hardly any breeze as well. Not too hot. I guess there is a little bit of breeze now, actually, all of a sudden. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, this is going to be a classic. This could be a classic. 465 laps is the uh, record distance here uh, for Petit Le Mans. And uh, if we get anything close to that, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about in this race, so many stories. At the end of an era, but uh, it could be a classic end of the era, and it's been a great one for this DBI class. Well, all cars rolled from the grid, but Nick Dimon, all cars weren't on the grid earlier on. No, the era motorsport number 18 car, that's the D D Ryan Deal, uh, Dwight Merriman, and Christian Rasmussen car is sitting happily, well, uh, contentedly, shall we say, on the pit apron. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is a driver in there, so they've obviously uh, made a decision about why they don't want to start. I'll try and, I'll try and find out what that was. Um, probably, yeah, it's an interesting... Um, see if I can see, just try, uh, try to find a 
rear drivers are not around them. They have fired the engine up there. I'll, I'll try and find out what that. Oh, hi, Ryan's just here. Ryan, uh, how come the uh, pit lane start? Uh, that's a good question. We uh, we were under the impression because we had a fuel leak, we could start at the back of the field. Um, Emsa decided we're going to start from pit lane with cold tires behind the GT car, so not ideal. Do you have to do a drive through as well, or we just start from that point? I hope we don't. I feel like it's the biggest punishment enough, but if we do, we do, I guess. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan DL down there uh, on the pit lane. Shea Adam is our second uh, pit lane voice at the start of the race. Andrew Murray will be joining in later on. Shea Adam with more on that story for the number 18 AWA car. Uh, Aira car, excuse me. Yeah, so the reason that they have to start from the pit lane, John, is because they didn't make it out to the false grid. They are allowed to move to the pit exit. They have to wait until the full field has gone by, and then they must serve a drive-through under the start-finish under green flag. Thank you very much indeed, Shea Adams. So that is going to put them out of kilter. It is a long race. However, our Porsche keys to the race. Track position is uh, a bit of a key here uh, this weekend. It is difficult to pass with 43 cars and two and a half miles. Gets to the dark. 20 past uh, seven this evening. 19 minutes past, actually. 19.19 if you're doing it in the 24-hour clock. Stay away from the penalty box. That could cost you dearly here. It doesn't take much to go uh, lap down here, particularly in the top end of the field. That's very true. And that is the, the issue there for that Marathi number 18 car because they're going to have to serve that drive through penalty and are going to be in jeopardy of going a lap down maybe even in this early uh, this first stint of the race there are michelin endurance championship points to be uh, given out an interim part so we might get some tricky strategy here and championships are on the line which may just change the way people drive Green flag is in the air, 10 hours on the clock, and the Paul sitting shank racing car goes through down towards the first corner. They've done the thing they needed to do, getting out ahead of everyone else. Little bit of dust being kicked up at turn one, but everyone's got through over the top for Tom Blomqvist, who put that number 60 by shank racing with Kerbagajanian pink and white Acura on pole position. It is the two Acuras, the 60 and the 10 car. Ricky Taylor starting that car on three damaged tyres. He had a big spin in qualifying. Oh, everybody out of line going through the GT start. There's going to be penalties there. I'll tell you that for nothing at all. There was lots of people. Break. Well, actually, the question is then, is does that count as their start? Yes, it does. They've got to stay in line. On a restart, it's slightly different, but on a start, they've got to stay in line. Into the pit lane it, uh, is the number 10. It will come in at the end of this lap. We were talking about this in our mission account down to green, Jeremy. Uh, they've kept hold of the 30 points for qualifying, important for the championship run, particularly with the 60 car on pole position as Blomqvist comes around. Here's Ricky Taylor coming into the pit lane. This will be a four tyre stop and a splash of VP Racing Fuel. And that's at Shea Adams end of the pit lane. So just to clarify, the tyres were actually so badly damaged by the spin. All four of them were flat spotted. It was to the point where they knew that Ricky would not be safe to stay out there for very long. So Michelin talking to the crew and the crew elected to start so that they would not lose those qualifying points because this championship has been so tight and the difference actually has been with Wayne Taylor Racing 
outscoring Meyer Shank Racing by five points in qualifying. Keep that in mind because it might be important as we come to the end of the race. They are topping Ricky off with fuel, which is important. We did have two pace laps and, of course, turning the car on to run it to the grid. They've changed three of the Michelins because they changed one before the race began. And now, Carson got the air Goodbye, Ricky Taylor. That was 22 seconds in the pit box, but more importantly, he's now behind all the GT cars as well. Who've just gone through into the pit lane comes the blue number 18 for the drive-through. That is the drive-through that Ryan DL was talking about with Nick Damon. We've got a second, or a, a yes, a second drive-through, and that is going to be for Dan Goldberg at Performance Tech Motorsport in the 38. That was changing tyres after qualifying as well. So that is coming in. And the 76 as well, Anthony Mantella for AWA, same thing. And they have both been through the lane on the far side. So plenty of uh, things to report from the pit lane as Tom Blomqvist leads Earl Bamba for Cadillac. And then JDC Miller, Justin Vautier, Cadillac Racing, Sebastian Bourdais. Can we copy Ashi and people to Rani? Those are your top six and those are the DPI runners. Pretty clean start. Will, I think we might be having a, a look at that GT start Jeremy because there seemed to be a number of people out of line there as they yeah. came down they did have their own safety car it was a split start and the rule is you have to stay in your lane until the stripe and the green flag yeah and uh, also a penalty for number 20 car in LMP2 uh, changing lanes drive through penalty then ah, for Dennis Anderson class. who started second in uh, in LMP2 wow costly so early on you'd hope that you, you'll get that back uh, particularly with all of the uh, cars that are out there at the moment the opportunity and the potential one should say for uh, an issue that will bring out the safety car in comes the red and white number 20 for changing lanes haven't seen anything on the screen that says they're looking at the uh, at the start and we'll keep an eye on that as well. Of course, race control not too far away from us here in the Michelin Tower. Well, whether you're watching on the international feed, we'll go flag to flag, by the way, with no interruptions on that, on XM, that Sirius XM 207, around the circuit, 98.1 FM, Radio Road Atlanta, or, of course, on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Good to have you. Uh, if you're listening and you're outside the US and you would like to watch, if you go to imsaradio.com, there is a live video tab on the top left of the homepage. Already we have got uh, the leading cars coming through traffic. Tom Blomqvist then carving his way through just half a second in front of Earl Bamba in second position. The Shank Acura, my Shank Acura, does not have to win this race to win the championship it just has to uh, beat the number 10 car and that that will be enough now at the moment the number 10 car is dead last with Ricky Taylor making that early pit stop to put a new set of Michelins on if that was to remain the same Blomqvist could fall down as far as fifth and still win the championship just bear that in mind as we go forward there's no 70% rule here so once you've rolled off the line, you've got points. And that is the situation in a GTD Pro where Shea Adam is talking to a champion. 
Maddie Campbell, IMSA champion. Congratulations. How good does it feel to finally be able to breathe again, knowing that you and Matthew Gemini have that wrapped up? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, super special and can't thank the whole FAF Motorsport team enough. They've done a fantastic job and it's been a surreal year so far. And obviously to take the green flag and more or less to be official, it's uh, you know really, really nice, big relief. And and now we can, uh, we can just try and have some fun. So we had a quick celebration with the whole team thanking everyone and now it's uh, back to business to try and do a, uh, another good race here. Yeah, this is a good opportunity for you guys to win six races on the year, but it's a more competitive GTD Pro class than we've seen in a long time. How much more difficult does that make it for you and Matthew? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, obviously a lot more cars this weekend. A lot of top teams uh, for, for us, at least our focus doesn't change. We have exactly the same approach. So we'll, uh, we'll go about our own race and we'll, we'll see where we are at the end. But uh, yeah, still a long race, 10 hours to go, and uh, we'll just try and do what we've always done all year. So uh, let's try and have some fun. Even though it was a busy weekend for you, you still took time out to go to the Career Cup North America banquet last night and give some advice to the next up and comers. Uh, you're paving a way for them to come into. Do you, does that factor into your mind? Um, I mean, for sure, it's always on the back of your mind. You know, I think me and Mathieu have been really fortunate. We've been able to progress through the entire Porsche ranks, Porsche Junior program, young professional now into factory driver. And, you know, it's great to see, uh, you know, these young guys in Crow Cup because me and Mathieu have been there, uh, been in their shoes before, and, and uh, obviously they're aiming to, to do a similar sort of path. So really cool to see, and, uh, yeah, for sure, hopefully we can see a couple of them guys in the future as well. Congrats on your first, certainly not last, IMSA championship. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. There's been a lead for change for the lead out on track, John. Yes, there has, but actually far more important than that. We still got nine hours and 53 minutes to go, so the change of lead uh, not particularly important in the context of the race right now. But what is more important is how little room there is between the new leader Earl Bamba in the Cadillac number zero two and the ten of Ricky Taylor. It's just up the road. It has almost gone a lap down and that is absolutely crucial at this point in the race. Yes, we expect there to be the opportunity for some uh, a strategy. It was down at turn seven that the leader got held up behind GT traffic. That's the uh, Paul Miller racing car that uh, just made him check up a little bit and the half a mile an hour or so that he probably lost there in the half a second that he couldn't get on the throttle. Well, that was enough deficit for Blomqvist that uh, Bamba could drag through on driver's left was actually well ahead even before they braked for turn 10A and turn B down towards the bottom of the hill there. And now Earl Bamba sets sail to try and close in and put a lapped, lap on Ricky Taylor. So Earl coming through to turn five now, Taylor just coming into six. Meanwhile, Across the line goes our new GTD champions. New car for next year in the GTD category, the GT3R, going to the 992 body shape. So this is the last time we'll see the FAF car in this configuration. And it goes out with a championship. Porsche and ever present in the 25 years of Petit Le Mans, one of the first actually the first manufacturer to sign up with Dr. Don Pienos' idea of the small Le Mans and then the American Le Mans series that followed it in 1998. And Porsche represented in WeatherTech, 
in the IMSA Pilot Challenge and of course with the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands, the only manufacturer to be represented in both of the main championships plus a single manufacturer championship under the auspices of the International Motorsports Association. Congratulations to FAF, the team from north of the border. Their driveway, Haggerty Plaid Porsche, certainly a fan favourite. And the two mats, Mathieu Jamine and Matthew, Matty Campbell. Jamcam, as we've been calling them. They or is it Cam Jam? Um, I suppose alphabetically it's Cam Jam. They're heading off to Pastures, Pastures New, part of the 963 programme. Uh, that car was on show here earlier on, on its way to Sebring to do some testing. There is some GTP testing uh, here on Monday and Tuesday. Not sure yet, and neither of the Matties would be drawn on. In fact, I'm not even sure they know, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I, I think they, they probably don't. They're not sure if they're driving together and in which championship, either here in IMSA or over in the World Championship, the weather, the uh, WeatherTech Endurance Championship, the WEC. It's not at all confusing that we have a World Championship that's WEC and we have an IMSA Championship which is WSC. Because uh, both both of those <laughs> mean world, world Sports Car Championship to me. <laughs> And in fairness, of course, we have world-class competition here with the spread of nationalities as well. Down towards the line for GTD. And through goes the Aston Martin with the Risi Competizione machine. That's Jin. Uh, that isn't Jin come right at all, is it, in the Aston Martin? So that is the heart of racing Aston Martin. That is battling with uh, James Collado. So that'll be Alex Reberas. So that, I think, is uh, fourth and fifth. The timing just a little bit recalcitrant at the moment. Giuseppe Risi teasing us earlier on this week when in conversation with Andrew Marriott, saying that uh, he would love to be back in the top class with Ferrari. Won the first. Petit Le Mans here, of course, back in uh, 1998. Uh, with the triple three SP, Doyle Reese, that bright red car, and more, more sponsorship. Remember that very well indeed. And he said it was being actively considered. Uh, James Collado on the grid in Michelin, countdown to green, uh, telling us that uh, yes, it would be great, and he's part of that uh, Ferrari prototype program. But uh, as ever with manufacturers. Ferrari being no exception. A little bit of politics to work out about who gets cars early on and where the cars race. But he did say, James did say, he would love to race that new Ferrari here in the States. Coming up on a quarter of an hour gone then. And here's our first VP Racing Fuel in-race update. Earl Bamba leads by just on a couple of seconds. 2.2 actually. That's the 0-2, the black and red Cadillac from the Acura, the pink and white car, the number 60 in second, then Tristan Fortier in the number five Cadillac, that's the Mustang sampling machine, the dark grey and gold car. The key thing at the moment is can 
Ricky Taylor in traffic at the moment. Keep on the lead lap. He's in a huge bunch of traffic and he's working his way through. It's slowing him up, but of course the leaders will have to do that as well. Stephen Thomas from Paul uh, leads in the number 11 in LMP2, in LMP3. Uh, who's got up there? Malthy Jacobson. Oh, no, it's not. Excuse me. It's Kai van Berlo from Paul uh, in the Riley number 74. GTD Pro, Jack Hawksworth from Paul is holding his own with Madison Snow doing a cracking job uh, ahead of Jesse Cron. That is a, a GTD car. Uh, Madison holding his own with the pros there. Cars are the same, but the, uh, the drivers are the grids. And that's how it stands after 15 minutes. VP Racing Fuel. Uh, update. So, nice clean start to the race, Jeremy. And already the DPI is coming round for the second time to lap the GTs. This is going to be a busy all day if you're a DPI driver, and it's going to be a lot of looking in the mirrors if you're a GTD driver. Yeah, isn't that a fact? I mean, mentally, this race is really taxing because of that. You, you're, you have to concentrate 100% all of the time. Uh, there's, uh, there's the short straight between five and six, perhaps, is a. Well, as we see cars driving either side of GTD cars there, that's maybe a little bit of a breather there. Uh, otherwise, it's really only from 7 uh, down to turn 10. But even that, there's some kinks in that straight. You've got to pay attention the whole time and uh, for much of the track, particularly from turn 1 and then the uh, over the 2 and 3 at the top of the hill and then down through the S's, uh, it, it's critical there. It's very easy to make a mistake. And you just, for the... But the prototype drivers, you've got to be patience there is a key. You cannot force the issue and risk making contact with one of the GTD cars. Last time around, by the way, for the race leader, a 1 minute 15.3 heavily into traffic there was Earl Bamba. The fastest lap of the race is a 1 minute 10.4. So uh, it, that, that tells you there five seconds he lost in traffic on that one lap. And, and that's what you've got to be prepared for. The gap that was 2.2 seconds on the previous lap between number 02 and number 60 down to 7 tenths of a second on that lap. Things change here so rapidly. Jeremy Shaw in the Heidi Global. Third, by the way. Kami oh, yeah. Kobayashi up to third position ahead of Tristan Vautier. I mean, he had been a second and a half behind Vautier on the, on the start of that lap. And now the number 48 car up into third place, Kamuko Bayashi up from sixth on the grid then to third. The, uh, the Sister Action Express car, meanwhile, is uh, languishing in the uh, sixth position in the class, uh, ahead of only the uh, number 10 car, which, of course, is fighting his way back through the field. Yeah, did a good job. Uh, brand new tyres, of course, and uh, a full tank of VP racing fuel. Through goes Madison Snow underneath us, second of the GT cars. And in fact, Jesse Cron has just gone through into that second spot, which also gives him more of a chance to chase down the leader in class, which is Jack Hawksworth. Sorry, Jeremy, need to look at your screen because unfortunately mine's way behind. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, so, Earl Bamba, 1.4 seconds to the good now with Tom Blomqvist in chase mode. 
How hard does he push? I suppose that's the question. Can we Kobayashi work his way through into third in the Ally Cadillac, the number 48? Can we? Huge smile on his face all week. He has been loving this, Jeremy. You had a little chat with him earlier on in the week, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was really fun to uh, walk down from down the hill from the uh, from the uh, food court here, and uh, yeah, it was great fun. He was just super enthusiastic about racing over here. Loves it as as uh, that's been a common theme, hasn't it, all the way through the morning with all the interviews that we had down on the grid there. Uh, but uh, he next year he feels that with the prototype commitments he already has with Toyota in the WC is probably not going to be able to get a chance to come over here again next year and he's, uh, he's really lamenting that fact he loves it uh, question coming in and by the way if you want to get in touch with us it is at IMSA Radio on Twitter is there a story behind the tartan on the Faf Porsche is it anyone's clan colours or just typical Canadian lumberjack I've often wondered never asked says Wicker Bill um, it is the Latishier, isn't it? It is the, their Canadian roots. They, they do like to uh, to let everybody know that they're from north of the border. That's exactly it. Uh, wearing the plaid proudly, it's now taken them to two championships in two consecutive years. And for FAF Motorsports, they like to share in that Canadianness because you can actually buy some of the plaid uh, accoutrement up in the paddock area. I think sweaters, hats, all that good stuff. But FAF, they're a very fun team, but they're also clearly very serious when it comes to racing on the track. And Petit Le Mans is one of those races that they don't yet have a win in that they're looking at today. They have in the past as well had their drivers in plaid overalls uh, at, uh, at one stage. And, and hats off to those guys as well because during COVID, when it, the uh, cross-border travel was difficult, they actually set up a satellite operation in the US so they could continue to support IMSA and the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And uh, they've been rewarded, if that is the right word, it probably isn't, but that diligence and that continued participation has come to fruition, shall we say, in a championship win here uh, this year in 2022. Right Porsche battling at the moment with the Ferrari and BMW behind it, the Lexus in front. Lexus has been quick here this weekend. Liquid Molly colours on the turn at BMW, sitting in uh, behind the right Porsche, which has been uh, started by Zachary Robichon, another man from north of the border. It's Robbie Forley in the 96 turn at BMW. And in the number 21, AF Corsa Porsche. And that was uh, started by whom? Simon Mane started that. Yes. Uh, yes, it was. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting to me is that the lap time of, the, of, the, of Ricky Taylor last time around was at 111.6. Uh, the race leader, Earl Bamba, at 110.6, pulled in a second on him. And I think now... Bamba can see Ricky Taylor as he comes out of turn 12 Ricky Taylor's going into turn 1 so that's not far from being a lap down and uh, Ricky's going to be mindful of that uh, he's, he's worked his way through most of the LMP2 cars now I think he just got past Henry Henrik Hedman so uh, he's got a few, few quite, a, quite a, yeah, a little way to catch up with the, the next one which is Ben Keating uh, who has been actually reducing the deficit a little bit to the class leader in LMP2 at Stephen Thomas in car number 11. The gap was out to about 12 seconds. It's now um, down to about uh, eight last time around. 
Let's go down to Sheer Adam in the pit lane for an update. I've just got some movement on the pit wall for the number 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. They do have four tires ready, but the crew, which was sitting uh, quite idly about 30 seconds ago, sprang into life, threw their helmets on, so this has to be an unexpected stop. Big time on the track. This could be a crucial moment. There are slightly concerned faces down at WTR, Brendan Hartley and Philippe Albuquerque and Wayne Taylor. Their car has not got the pace to stay ahead of the leader of the race as into the pit lane comes that wheeling engineering car after, uh, what, 20 minutes, 23 minutes of the race. And in it comes. The team spring to life. Sheer Adam is watching this. I'm checking the tires very carefully, John. Uh, the two that have already come off the car, no issues on either of those. Walking around to see the left rear. Nope, that's all okay too. And the right front. Now this is a team that normally does some funky strategy, but that's because they're normally in for the Michelin Endurance Cup. They are not this year, so I don't understand the uh, reason behind it. Let me get an answer for you. So watch at the front of the field. We need to keep an eye on what's going on as Earl Bamba has target acquired now. Now Earl Bamba cares not at all and neither does his Cadillac Chip Ganassi team about which Acura wins the championship. It's not going to be a Cadillac, but they want a Cadillac and they, Earl wants his Cadillac, the 0-2, to win Motul Petit Le Mans in its 25th anniversary. And putting death a lap down, a lap on the number 10 Conington Minolta at, at this stage would certainly be a good move because that is a car potentially later on in the race when the Acura has come to life as it gets darker and the track temperature goes away if you can put and keep a lap on that car, they'll take that now alright, they'll get that back potentially if there's a safety car in the next uh, four or five or six or seven or however many hours but you take the opportunity when you get them and here it is right now Earl Bamba goes to the inside down to turn 10A but that wasn't going to happen not quite close enough maybe an opportunity from 10B under the Fox Factory Bridge now back into our side down through turn 12 they cross the line now and go down to the first corner Bamba looks to the inside he can't make that one stick no, and not far ahead of them also now, isn't it? 31 cars just come out come of the pits, pit. made that stop. Uh, he's only, uh, well, I don't know, a couple hundred yards or so up the road here. That's brave. Brave from those guys. Uh, Shea telling me no problems. They've just switched up the strategy and given people a new set of Michelin tyres and a full tank of VP Racing Fuel. Little bit of a respite for Ricky Taylor, who's back up in the ninth position, by the way, but he and people Durrani are behind the LMP2 first and second PR1 Matheson Motorsports cars, 11 and 52. Stephen Thomas and Ben Keating behind the wheel of those cars. Down the inside for the leader, and that's a clip on the AF course of Ferrari. That might mm. be a penalty in turn seven. Earl Bamba trying very hard to Steer with the number 10 at the back of the field. And that will be looked at. Push that Ferrari off the track completely. D and B. It's all getting a bit exciting even at this early stage of the race. Uh, barely, in fact, not even half an hour into this. Bamber again on the front straight. Goes down towards turn one. More traffic again. 
So the AF Corsa car was the one that was uh, rudely ushered off the track. It's the number 2-1 Ferrari. The red car with the Tricolore flash over the top of it. Uh, I think no damage to that car. It was just a little brush on the rear quarter panel at turn seven. Last time around is the 0-2 Cadillac Chip Ganassi racing run car and Earl Bamba, the New Zealander, was trying to come through. Now he's got uh, Tristan Fortier right behind him. At number 51 then trying to recover. Rudely pushed off the circuit a lap ago. This time he's the one doing the dive bombing. The ABS on the GT3 cars are, is very good and they do close up under braking. So Bamba gets along, gets up to the door panel, but not close enough. Well, six of one, half a dozen of the other, maybe. But how will that be seen after that light yeah. contact between Earl Bamba and the AF Corsa at Ferrari at turn seven? Such an important corner, and Simon Mann knew that. Given a little bit of room, maybe thought that Bamba wasn't coming and then took his normal racing line with a little bit of, bit of an adjustment. And he just uh, turned in a tiny bit later. Under review, unsurprisingly. Yeah, he did a good job of keeping it off the fence there, didn't he? Simon because, did, uh, yeah. yeah. Very good job, that Ferrari driver. So Ricky Taylor again in traffic. And people to Ronnie, <laughs> not that far uh, ahead of him either after that pit stop. So Jeremy Boussini now Porsche keys to the race, track position. Uh, just taking a pit stop is almost putting the DPI cars a lap down here. That's the pace of these DPIs uh, round this track. They are turning super quick lap times, one minute tens. Uh, one minute ten and a half is the fastest lap so far. The JDC Miller Motorsports Cadillac of Tristan Fortier has clocked that time. Yeah, it, 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 yeah I mean, the lap times around here, they're doing fifteens uh, uh, or, or, or even as low as tens. I mean, all pretty much all the leading cars have been in the tens during this race, all the DPIs, except for Kamui Kobayashi, ironically. He's uh, the slowest of the DPI cars. He's done 11.054. Uh, yes, but he's 40th way through that's the third. That's my point, exactly <laughs> right. He's the one who's made any progress in this race. It's not all about the quickest lap time, is it? It's how you yeah. use the performance that you've got. And once again, a 1 minute 15.09 last time around for Obama. I mean, it's five seconds you can lose here in traffic and do so on a pretty regular basis. So you know, that patience, again, so key. There's Jared Andretti about to go up one lap down, another lap down, I should say, in the LMP3 car, running third place in class. Uh, and hanging on, he's only a couple of seconds behind Malta Jakobsen, who indeed is about uh, seven, seven or eight seconds behind the class leader, Kai Van Berler. But really good first stint here for Jared Andretti. Had an incident in, uh, in practice on Thursday, I guess that was at turn five. But good pace here, hanging with those two, you know, kind of, well, pro drivers. Uh, Kai Van Berla and Malte Jakobsen in the number 74 and number Rick, 33. Ricky Taylor carving through traffic as if he was uh, on a video game and uh, doing it with some aplomb. He obviously knows what's going on. The team are talking to him, going down through the S's now. 
looks like the Carbon Lamborghini going slowly down the front straight. So did he just have a moment? There's not. Well, there's a little bit of dust in the air, but not much more. Robert McGuinness uh, in that car. Robert with the third best qualifying record in GT this year. Half an hour gone, and it's Earl Bamber who's at the front of the field, and he's chasing down championship contending Wayne Taylor Racing's Conica Minolta Acura. And the team know exactly how important... Oh, McGuinness has come to a halt at the top of the hill. So it wasn't necessarily that he'd gone off. He's struggling with something. Uh, the lights are on and off, so he's still got electrical power, but I don't think he's got any power from that V10 Audi engine in the back of the Lamborghini. Yellow flag stops. Here's all of the leaders coming into the pit lane. They're expecting a full course yellow. We haven't got it as yet. Imza might let it go green until everybody has a chance to come into the pit lane. Yeah, I, I, the, particularly the leader, the number zero two car. Yeah, he wasn't in position to do that. This is an absolute boon for the number 10 car if it does go yellow. Sheer Adam is watching the pit stops at her end of things. This is very rudely interrupting lunch for all of the DPI teams as we have four of them into the pits. The 60 Meyershank Racing Acuras and fuel and four tires. I'm hearing a lot of chatter on the radio now. They think it is going to go yellow. We've got the 01 from Chip Ganassi Racing also into the pit lane. That is fuel and four tires for Sebastian Bordek. Fuel and four tires for Kamoi Kobayashi who's held waiting on the fuel. And fuel and four tires for Tristan Vautier as well. In from the GT ranks of things, we've got the number 12 of Lexus. This is the 01 is actually the third car to get back out and rolling, so that was not a great stop from them. But the 12 Lexus is getting fuel and sticker tires. And for the 79 Mercedes, that is fuel and tires as well. Bit quieter at my end at the moment. Obviously, the cars themselves are further around the lap. We've only currently got the 20, um, the four-back um, P2 at the moment. Plenty of cars on the wall. So you see the 02 going. Full-course caution corner. I see the 02 uh, Cadillac and the 11, the uh, leading, one of the leading PR Master Sports cars. And now... Most actually of the uh, GTD cars have decided to actually roll through, though I am seeing uh, a couple of the Lexus, the Vassar Solo Lexus, and also is that the Pullman and Motorsports? Yeah, the Pullman and Motorsport 25 car as well has come in. So it's kind of a, a toss up in the GTD, unlike the panic or the, uh, the uh, aggressive strategy, let's say, of the uh, DPs. It's going to be very close to see whether or not the 14 and the 25 actually made it in before the caution came out. The 14 does not think that they did with the Lexus. So the car came to a stop, waiting for Jack Hawksworth to get out and Kyle Kirkwood to get in, and did not actually stop in its box, went straight down the lane. It is full service for the 25 BMW, though. That was fuel and tires for them. For the leader, the 0-2 Cadillac, it was fuel and tires, but Earl Bamber left aboard. So race control did wait until the leader of the race had the opportunity to come in to the pit lane. Now, let's have a look at the 25 RLL BMW. I've got an instant responsibility call for Earl Bamba, by the way, with that number 21 Ferrari, the Simon Mann car. Um, that's a warning for the... Uh, for the driver of the O2. Now, unfortunately, the race control messages on the timing screen here don't tell me when people came into the pit lane, and I, I don't understand. What do you mean? Uh, What's the question? 
Um, can't find that on the Alcamel timing what, here. What are you looking for, John? I want to know when the um, Lexus number 14 and the 25 BMW came in. Was it before or after? Before. It was before both yeah. of them. Yes. Right, well, that's interesting because I think the 14 trundled through. Um, the 25 had full service for the, um, for the BMW crew as we've already got our... Uh, already got our safety crews, EMR safety crews, the IMSA Chevy safety truck and the Porsche Cayenne intervention vehicle uh, at the number 39 of uh, Robert McGuinness. He's right on the top of the hill. Must have left it in gear there because otherwise it would have rolled backwards. Uh, and that just seemed to go on him. He, I just caught a quick sight of him and Shea saw it as well, going slowly down the front straight. Oh, well, this is a more complicated recovery here because we've got the flatbed confirmed by the way that both the Lexus number 14 and the 25 came in after the yellow so that's interesting they oh, Lexus the yellow was out okay well it came it, 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 they, it was as the yellow was coming out yeah though, they so must they have thought they didn't um, they must have thought that they didn't um because they didn't stop for, for fuel and service. That's very, very odd. Very, very odd. All right, well, let's see how we go. Obviously don't want to, you know, one of our Porsche keys to the race was no penalties. So they were being very careful there. This is a boon, Jeremy, for Wayne Taylor Racing and for Ricky Taylor on the cusp of going a lap down to the leaders. Uh, he's now going to get back onto the lead lap. Yeah, indeed so. Uh, and also for the number 31 car that uh, made oh, yes. that stop way earlier than everybody else, uh, with this, eventual, this eventuality in mind, if there was a full course caution, and he's he already made his stop. Second. He yeah. can stay out, so he's in second position, yes. Yeah, cycled up the second position. Nine hours and 25 minutes to go at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us. Many of you have already. Fairly hectic opening to the race. And our first full course caution of the day. Beautiful day here. Uh, we're looking at, at temperatures in the late teens Celsius, early 70s Fahrenheit. Barely a cloud in the sky now. A little bit of Simpsons cotton wool cloud uh, in the sky. As I look up towards the top of the hill, a vendor row there over the midway. Good crowd here this weekend. I'm sure one or two people... Uh, had to make the difficult decision not to travel and uh, thoughts very much with everyone who's been affected by hurricane and tropical storm Ian uh, one or two people might have changed their travel plans uh, as well a lot of debate about what was going to happen with this race well it's not been affected at all beautiful day here and still and if you're within an hour or so of here, maybe even a couple of hours, drive, jump in the car. Come on. You'll, you'll not regret it. Uh, McGuinness's car is rolling, but not with V10 power. It's uh, just getting a tour. So they didn't need the roll back there. Uh, wave around is, or the pass around is going on at the moment. So the pits are still closed. Explain the pass around, Jeremy. Yeah, for those of you who are not uh, regular watchers of IMSA or here for the first time perhaps at at um, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta any cars that are in between the safety car and and its respective class leader 
can go past the safety car because it hasn't yet been lapped by its own class leader, can go past the safety car and run around to the back to catch up the back of the pack. Hasn't gained anything, it hasn't lost anything. It's, it's, uh, it's just remains on the lead lap at the back of the pack, so in the same positions uh, as it was beforehand. So uh, there's a lot of cars who got that wave around there because, uh, well, just because of the, the, uh, we're going to see, be seen at, at every single caution period here, or most caution periods during the race. We'll talk about it as that uh, happens out. But any of the class, uh, it's in order to make sure that anybody in each of the other classes isn't disadvantaged purely by the incidental timing of the uh, of the caution period. Yeah, exactly so. So, nine hours and 21 minutes to go. Uh, let's uh, do a little bit of housekeeping uh, because we'll get these questions all the way through. Uh, drive times. Sheer Adam, uh, I'll come to you for this because I know you've uh, had your nose buried in the supplementary regulations. Uh, let's take classes first of all. Let, let's start with the Pro Class DPI cars. DPI is the only one that's different from everybody else. That is 45 minutes only, which means the drive time for that is about to have been met. Yeah, that's a good time for As me to have mentioned that. pits are open, that. by the way. Pits are open. And everybody else, different... Uh, t different drive times for the different grades of drivers. Two hours and 30 minutes for everybody running in P2, P3, and the two GTD classes. So two and a half hours. Guys, we had somebody uh, saying two hours <laughs> earlier on. Just making sure you get that extra 30 minutes in there. That was for Brendan Areeb, wasn't it? Before yep. he nips off to <laughs> Barcelona. Uh, so it, there, is, there are no different uh, no different drive times for the grades of drivers. It's uh, two hours and 30 minutes for all of the drivers minimum drive time pits are open here comes the slew of cars uh, led in by the number five that's the mustang sampling machine why are they back in and in has come the number 10 conningham and nolta at cadillac we've got ben keating in from the leader pr of uh, lmp2 enric edmund from second place. Let's go to Shea Adam first of all. Uh, first off, I'm going to watch this number five stop because the Mustang sampling Cadillac, ah, fuel only. They're just topping off Tristan Bautier. They do normally do this kind of a thing for the number 10 Acura, fuel and four tires for Ricky Taylor. Nick? Yeah, all happening down here. The, the, the most of the cars, I mean, I'm, I'm here with the, uh, the 54 car. They're going for fuel only. I think that the 96 to my right are doing a, a driver change. Uh, as are the way to go to Paul Miller to come in again at 25. All the P3s are coming, most of the GTD cars, and it's all chaos as they clear out again, mostly just for fuel and tyres. Uh, shouldn't be any GTD cars in at the moment, uh, so if that really was the Liquid Molly uh, car, they were in out of six, uh, about to come out, is uh, as what uh, Nick said. Sorry, I misheard that. Uh, Robert McGuinness has got into the pit lane. Um, that was the car that caused the uh, issue at our first full course caution. So this is going to reorder things slightly at the front of the field. Everybody in DPI has now made at least one stop. Tristan Vautier in the number five, JDC Miller Motorsport Mustang Sampling Cadillac, having made two. But as you heard Shea say there, no new Michelin tyres there. Just an extra splash of fuel 
and that will extend that pit window. Meantime, McGuinness actually rolled down the hill into the pit lane. He still hasn't got engine power on that number 39, and it's the team is being pushed. That is people power, not V10 power. Uh, let's uh, have a quick word with Jeff Westfall from the, the Carbon team and find out what's going on, Hesnick. Uh, very bad luck, Jeff. What was the problem with the car? Uh, super bad luck. We lost the throttle potentiometer, so the pedal in the car does nothing for the engine. It basically shut off in the middle of 12. Rob did a great job saving it because it dumped all the weight forward and he was sideways through 12 and almost crashed. But uh, he hung on to it, but we have, we have no one home on the gas pedal right now. Obviously gone behind the wall. Is, that a, is it a quick fix or is it like hours of electrical searching? I think it's a fairly quick fix. Call it quick-ish, but you know, at a track like this, it's so short, we're going to be down many, many laps. Jeff, bad luck, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Pits are up for the GT cars. Shit, Adam has a phalanx of them coming towards her. First car into the pits is the Paul Miller Racing BMW. Madison Snow bringing that car in. He's followed in closely by the NTE Lamborghini. It's fuel and tires, no driver change for Paul Miller Racing. It looks like it is a driver change, though, for the NTE Sport Lamborghini. I believe that's Don Younts, Black Helmet, jumping aboard that car. In GTV Pro World, we have fuel and tires for the FAF Porsche, the number nine. Fuel and tires for the number three Corvette as well. And fuel tires and that driver change that I mentioned that they tried to do, but the yellow would come out. Kyle Kirkwood now climbing aboard the number 14 Lexus for Vassar Sullivan. It is fuel for the sister car because they made it in before the caution and did their tire change then. Still waiting on the changes for the Aston Martins. The number 23 is getting new tires for Alex Rivera. And it is a driver change for the number 27. Roman DeAngelis is out. Ian James has clambered aboard for his first stint of Petit Le Mans. Four times a winner here before is Ian. Yeah, 96, 96 to the motorsport has made a driver change, so I'll try and get Robbie Foley when he gets bad out of the car again. Inception Motorsport stopped us my left in the McLaren. I saw Magnus in the Aston Martin. Uh, and to add to the suit, we also had a couple of Lamborghini stops as well. So it's been a complete set of driver to, of, of top stops, most of them, most of them just for tyres and fuel, but a couple of drivers have got out uh, to uh, start working those clever, cleverness and those minimum drive times which Shea was talking about. I'd like to know what happened to number 11 car. That case, that uh, that's a, the class leader, pole sitter in LMP2. That car came in right before the caution period came out, but I think it's uh, it's lost it lost a lap by doing so. Mm -hmm. But I would have thought it should have got the wave around afterwards, uh, although he well, might have been just trapped behind a yeah. number zero two because yeah. he was just on the verge of being the lapped leader. by that car yes. when the caution came out. So we might just check on that one. Um, whether he he just been lapped by the zero two or whether he, he failed to take the wave around, That's but he is a lap down then significantly uh, to the other three only leaders now in uh, in LMP two. Number fifty two, number eighty one, and the number eight are a lap ahead of the number eleven, twenty, and eighteen. Uh, of course, twenty had a drive through penalty early on for, 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 for high for class out, yeah. out of order, yeah. out of order on the start line, and number eighteen car had a penalty for not starting from the... Yes, that was a fuel yeah, leak. Grid, they weren't yeah. allowed to start uh, from the from their grid spot. Yeah. They had to start at the end of pit lane uh, for the uh, Dwight Merriman now driven Aero Motorsport machine. That uh, nice bright blue Aero Motorsport car. So at the front of the field then, uh, it's the number 10 car back in the sequence then with everybody else. At the it's at the tail still in seventh position, but at least now he's with all the other DPI cars. 
Yeah, and that's a big break for them. They were about to go a lap down. We'll take a VP Racing Fuel in-race update in a moment or two after we've heard from some of the drivers who have just got out after that first hit. Hey, Shane. Yeah, for Jack Hawksworth, that was a bit of a confusing session there because you entered the pits, thought it was closed, kept going through. They're still looking at whether the pits were closed, but that would mean the penalty for the BMW. Very heads up for Vassar Sullivan to keep going through. The opening, though, of the race, is that just according to plan, to run away from everybody? Yeah, initially everything was going, uh, you know, kind of smooth, really. I think everybody in the kind of lead pack was, was kind of on the same program, but... Everything felt okay, and um, then obviously a bit of confusion there with the yellow. We, I was committed to the pits at that point, but I could see the. I thought I saw. I'm pretty sure the light was on, right? So uh, then I come down pit lane. I looked in my mirror. I saw the BMW pull into its box, and then I was like, I made a mistake here, but I don't think I did. So I assume they're going to get a penalty. Thanks, Jack. We know you've got a good car for the heat of the day. But what's going to be like at night? Yeah, should to be honest, night should suit us a bit more. I think um, we did some good work on the long runs there. Um, uh, on, on Thursday and uh, yeah felt pretty good so we'll see we don't really see what these other guys have got I guess once we get later into the race but um, so far so good good luck for the rest of the race thank you Robbie Foley fresh out of the 96 turn of BMW it, it looks pretty crazy out there how is it from the driver's seat yeah certainly crazy uh, we started towards the back or almost at the almost uh, last but uh, the car is good it's uh, just difficult to pass because everybody's so quick and the cars are so close so um, you got to take your opportunities when you can get them, and we're sort of moving forward, but it's going to be difficult. We had a good pit stop. Uh, I think we're sort of fifth or seventh, somewhere in there. So, just got to yeah, fifth. So we got to keep keep the car up front all day and uh, stay out of trouble. It's very easy to get into trouble, as we've already seen. But uh, yeah, Turner's doing a great job. We'll see. How rude are the DPIs being? Uh, rude is one way to say it, but you know you you understand their position because they can't lose time. We can't lose time, and it's such a high-speed committed track that. Co coexisting is difficult, but uh, so far I've been okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's sketchy. Good luck keeping it clean. Yeah. Robbie Foley from the uh, Turner BMW, the Molly car. So just reordering the field after the first full course yellow and appearance of the safety car as into the pit lane again. Now, I'm guessing this is going to be the number 11. Yes, it is. Here's Stephen Thomas, former leader, coming back in as... He's uh, uh, back on the lead lap now after that wave around. So they're going to take the opportunity to top off. Also coming in the number 42 of yeah. uh, Lamborghini and the 18 era car doing exactly the same thing as well yeah so after the pits are, are initially open for everybody to have an opportunity to pit after all those stops are completed and before we go back to caution if again then there are any cars that are between the safety car and its respective class leaders they can get with the wave around that's what happened there to number uh, 11 car also number 76 in in lmp3 uh, they can hustle around uh, and if they've got time to make come in and make a pit stop and get out again without being lapped then they've made that lap back again yeah. uh, and that's what has i think uh, i think happened to those two where is number 11 car yeah he has done so a good strategy there.
So let's do a VP Racing Fuel in-race update, uh, as I promised we would, and now we've reset the field. Earl Bamba for, oh, actually, as we do that, we're going to go back to green, but let's quickly go through. Cadillac Racing 0-2, Earl Bamba leads people to Rani as they'll come back to green this time. Around here, they come down the hill, then it's... Paul Sitter, Tom Blancfist for the 60 mile shank racing, then the Ally Cadillac 48 of Camry Kobayashi is the charge down to turn one, then Vautier, then Ricky Taylor, Ben Keating has assumed the lead in the number 52 wins, PR1 Matheson, uh, LMP2, Eric Edmund for Dragon Speed, the number 81 car, that's the Evil Knievel type coloured car, John Ferrano for Tower, the orange and black number eight car is third in LMP3. Andretti Autosport, Jared Andretti in the black white with a little bit of green, 36. Amanti Jacobson for Sean Creech Motorsport in the Stars and Stripes car. And Gar Robinson in third. A penalty for the 25 BMW working on a car in a closed pit. So thanks to Lee Driggers for passing us that information through about the timings. Unable to get that, unfortunately, here in the booth at the moment. So... That is going to be a call back to the pits for the RLL BMW. And that is the lead car in class. And it's a stop and 60-second hold. That's going to cost them a lap to the rest of the GT Broadfield. WeatherTech Racing 79. Uh, that is uh, EMG now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in second place. <clears throat> Richie Highstand leads GTD for Vassar Sullivan. And Madison Snow. Paul Sitter in second. That's your VP Racing Fuel in-race update. Yeah, great, John. And that, that number 25 team, they've had no luck at all this season, but that's not luck. Uh, you <laughs> know, they, they followed, that car followed Jack Hawksworth into the pit lane. Uh, Jack Hawksworth uh, thought that the, the, the light was on uh, at pit lane entry as he came down the hill lane. You have to turn right. And you don't Until you're committed to the pit lane, you don't see that light. So it was a little bit unfortunate there, but he realised it, went straight through the pit, so didn't take on service, so therefore gets no penalty. Loses a fair bit of track time, admittedly, but at least he doesn't get a penalty. Whereas in the number 25 BMW, they did make their pit stop, took on the service, and that, because the pit, light, pit lane light had been red, is a penalty. So he yeah. now, after we go back to green, gets that drive-through penalty and and the extra minute as well. So that's a very, very costly penalty there for is BMW Jeremy, and Team RL. There is, Jeremy, a camera that race controls see in the pit lane. And if you have already committed to the pit lane but haven't entered the pit lane via the pylons, you do get some leeway on that because obviously it would be more dangerous for you to try and drive out and possibly come across the grass or something like that into harm's way at turn 12 but clearly they have looked at all that jack hawksworth made the right call with his team uh, unfortunately bmw did not yeah and there's a, uh, a new fastest lap of the race by our race leader earl bamber taking advantage of the fact he's got some clear track for, for once a lap, yep. or lap or maybe maybe three or four now because at least there isn't a split start uh, like there was a the very beginning race so it might have four or five laps of, uh, of of clear track ahead of him. He's taken advantage of that by pulling out a second and a half over the number 31 car, Pipo Durrani. Uh, the race lap record, by the way, is a 108.8. That was set back in 2019, actually, by Felipe Nasser, who also set the fastest lap last year at 109.3. So 110.3 then for Earl Bamber. Here he comes across the line now to complete lap 
36. That was quicker again by a chunk. 9.664 for, uh, for our race leader, Earl Bamba. Wow. These are the fastest prototypes in the world right now. The DPIs, they've earned their corn over the lap. What did you say it was? 59 races this will be, Jeremy. Is it for, yeah. the, for these cars? I didn't quite get to the 60. Yeah, yeah 59th race uh, of, uh, of uh, DPI, of which uh, Cadillac... Uh, has won 27, Acura 16, Mazda uh, 7, and Nissan Onroad run 4, and uh, there, were th there were also some, some P2 wins, three of them for Orica and one oh, yeah. for Ligier. Because it, it was a combined class, wasn't it? Yeah. Here's the BMW, the Matil-sponsored BMW for RLL, 25 car, into the pit lane, that will be serving a stop and 60 second hold, that's a big penalty. Oh, Porsche keys to the race, no penalties. Try and keep your track position. Well, Wayne Taylor racing with the Koninka Minolta Cadillac just about did that, didn't they, in that opening stanza. Try and get to 1919. Almost 20 minutes past seven tonight, that's sunset. It's when the race will be won and lost. Don't forget those Michelin Endurance Cup points as well to be served through the race. It's going to feel like about an, an hour. hour. Yes, yeah. I'll get my Kindle out and read a couple of chapters. Yeah. Thanks very much. Other e-readers are available. Stopwatch counting down. Or counting up to the one minute. Standing still in a race car for 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds seems like a long time. A minute Particularly when you hear, you hear Everybody all these cars going, going back past. Full <laughs> bore, yes, absolutely, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Sean, John Hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast booth. We're over an hour in now, an hour and uh, six minutes into this race. Yeah, and I'm surprised they didn't have a, a spotter there to kind of confirm that. Teams have spotters all the way around the race, different points around the racetrack. Many of them are, are overlooking the, uh, the chicane so they can see what's going on there. But I'm surprised some of them, well, I, I know some of them do have one down at, uh, at turn 12 there, or at least with a with a vantage point of uh, turn 12 and the pit lane entrance. Uh, yeah. So I hope Bill Bamber enjoyed those uh, clear laps. Because it's all over now. <laughs> <laughs> the affable Kiwi getting to go home for the first time in, I think, far too long. For him, and uh, Scott Dixon was telling us as well, he's heading home soon. Yeah, he, was, he was in England last week, I think, wasn't he? He was at, uh, he was, he was he at Goodwood. Revival, yeah. Hasn't been able to get home with his wife, Emma, Scott Dixon, that is, uh, for quite some time due to the global pandemic. So there is the lap lost then by the BMW, number 25, through goes the Lexus. It's the uh, Vassar Sullivan machine. Maxi Book then leads for WeatherTech Racing. Number 79 AMG. So Jesse Cron uh, coming through. Yeah, is a full lap off the lead, as you might imagine, having had that long stationary penalty. Robert McGuinness, by the way, the, that car bomb with Peregrine GTD 
number 39 Lamborghini still behind the wall uh, if you've just joined us that was a throttle potentiometer that caused the problem it went bad the car immediately shuts off for safety reasons fortunately Robert was tearing down the hill and turning into turn 12 lifting off the throttle there is not recommended he did a great job with the engine off, that would have affected the power steering as well, I'm guessing, unless they've got an electric system in there. But even so, hairy moment for Robert, who then cruised dead stick and made it all the way up to the top of turn two. But the car would not refire. No limp horn mode on that for obvious reasons. The car is behind the wall now and they are working on changing that electrical component. Effectively, these cars are fly-by-wire, throttle-by-wire. There isn't an old-fashioned throttle cable. It's all done with uh, electronic pulses. So... Earl Bamba, two seconds to the good. Meantime, in GTD, Corvette, number three in second position for Antonio Garcia, who remarkably has never won this race. Yeah. One of those crazy stats that you go, uh, excuse me. Down through the years, the times that he's been in this race, he's been fighting for the championship. Perhaps that's taken uh, precedence rather than necessarily going for the race win. Yeah, and the core autosport duo of uh, John Bennett and Colin Brown, same story. I was speaking to Jeff Brown, who's Colin's father and the team te technical director, talking about to him about that the other day. Um, uh, the, the team has won here. They won it back in with uh, Ryan DL and, and Alex Papa, who was driving last weekend, and Mark Wilkins back in 2012, I think it was. Um, but the other two haven't and one of the reasons for that is the same thing they'd be concentrating on winning a championship here which is exactly what they're doing here today that number 54 car for court orders what they're running in the fifth position at the moment uh, they, they know that all they need to secure the championship at the end of the day in LMP3 will be a fourth place finish in that category so they just want to keep themselves in contention for that rather than pushing full out for the overall win But it is amazing that Antonio Garcia hasn't won here, you're right. Well, some big gaps already uh, developing there in the uh, DPI ranks as they work their way through the traffic again. You know, very, very early stages in the race, so you just don't want to get yourself out of kilter here uh, with an incident. Here's a penalty coming through from the restart, and this is massive for the championship. The team caught off Motorsport AMG, Stephen McAleer, driven 32. Jump, start on the restart. Now that's only been assessed as a drive to, uh, drive through penalty. So he's gonna drop some now. positions. He's in the pits now with that silver, black and green car on the pit lane speed limiter. What was it? Pass on the yellow? No, he uh, jump start and the restart. 
Unusual for Stephen to do that. Uh, it is a, a weird one, of course, because back in the GTD field, you wear back around the circuit, uh, probably not even down to turn 10, when the green flag is thrown. And that you can race from that point onwards. You don't have to wait to the start-finish line, do you? No. That pit lane exit always worries me as well. Rejoins. So Stephen McAleer losing ground there. Earl Bamba pulling out at the front of the field. That 109.664, few laps ago, but now he's in traffic. But he's got three and a half seconds, Jeremy, on Pete Mortarani, who's in full chase mode on a slightly different pit strategy, of course, that Whelan car, because they came in before the yellow. Yep, and, and did did not come in again uh, to, to top off during no, the yellow either so uh, you know, they, they, that will be the first the, the next car onto pit lane assuming no other difficulties for anybody else uh, during the next sequence of pit stops and it, uh, it made it stop on lap 18 everybody else came in on lap 25 or 26 in the case of number zero 02 car and uh, the uh, DPI cars here they can do around about 30, somewhere between 32 and 35 laps, uh, sort of 37 to 43 minutes, uh, depending on how much fuel save is going on inside the cockpit. It's Jeremy Shaw with me, John Hindhoff in the Hagerty Global Broadcast Centre. It's the 25th, Mortel Patila Mon. Hello. Sound and vision. Oh, some uh, big gaps uh, on developing. Oh, yeah, go on, Jeremy. Excuse me, go I ahead. beg your pardon. Uh, just some big gaps are developing in the DPI ranks. Uh, Ricky Taylor at number 10 car is already 20 seconds behind Earl Bamber. You know, that's nothing to worry about, certainly assuming the car is, is handling okay. Um, but, uh, that's, you know, that's a third of a lap, better part of a third of a lap. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, again, it, but again, it's, it's, it's early stages, so you just don't want to risk anything early on here. Just like, settle into the race. Uh, there are going to be more full-course cautions, almost certainly, so that will enable you to make up any of those deficits. The number 20 car uh, holding off the number 11, so Stephen Thomas not quite able to get past Dennis Anderson with that uh, out-of-strategy pit stop for the number 11 car that uh, proved fairly costly. Uh, he is back on the lead lap, at least. That's the good news. So welcome Andrew Marriott to the broadcast. He's down in the pit lane. Hello, Andrew. Yes, I am. I always like to start with one of the big names, and here I am with Juan Pablo Montoya. When are you going to get in the car, Juan Pablo? Uh, still get a little bit of time. You know, I think Henrik will do this stint, and then have to see if he does another one, or if Sebastian gets in, we have to wait and see what's the plan. And yesterday we just saw, saw your dad's here. It's great to have your father supporting you, and of course his grandson. Yeah, it's really cool to have all the, you know, all the three of us here. It's been really cool, and. You know, it's a long race ahead of us. After all your success, winning Grand Prix, winning the Indy 500, and uh, your NASCAR success, you still love racing, still love doing it. Yeah, I really enjoy driving, so, I mean, it's fun to be here, and, you know, we'll see what what today brings, and, you know, we take it one at a time. Thanks very much, man. Thank you. 
if you were with us during the Michelin countdown to green, you would have heard Brian Sellers talking about the temperature effect and how it is warmer than we've experienced so far this weekend. Well, as far as that's concerned, we've now had one round of pit stops. So I just checked in with a couple of our LMP3 teams. They've been experiencing this massively. And for Sean Creech Motorsports, Melty Jakobsen fighting for the lead in his opening stint. They lowered the tire pressures when he came in to do that pit stop under the full course caution. And that's why Malta was able to jump to the lead of P3. Now he is marching away from Jared Andretti. It all comes down to tire pressures and the tires being overpressured because the temperature is, well, over what we expected it to be. Yeah, the, the idea is you want to get them up to operating temperature as quick, uh, a quick as quick as possible, uh, and when you do that, you put a little bit more pressure in. If it's warmer, you put a bit less pressure in because they're going to come up naturally. Uh, the pressures and the temperatures are inextricably linked. In IMSA, you're only allowed to use normal air. You're not even allowed to use dried air. And uh, one or two other championships allow various mixes two or three gases often being used in the past and the reason that you do that is to make the uh, temperature change and therefore the pressure change uh, a little more consistent that's why some performance cars even on the street you fill your tires with nitrogen it's a more stable gas um, although it does tend to leak a little more than air and if you're not checking your tires about every 10 days to two weeks, you should be, particularly with low profile tires nowadays on performance cars. Uh, that public service announcement coming to you uh, from IMSA Radio and Michelin, of course. <laughs> Got a big job on their hands, Michelin, next year with the DPIs, the new hypercars, all having to run on a single tyre. 8 hours and 52 minutes still to go. We're right in the... Uh, right in the early part of this race. Starting to settle down, Jeremy, into a little bit of a, a pattern now, which is uh, very pleasant. Starting to come towards the second set of pit stops. Brendan Hartley has his bell helmet on and his hands device he's ready to go that doesn't mean he's jumping in in the next couple or three laps but ricky taylor's done a good job to stay on the lead lap and still in seventh position and is about 20 seconds i think off the lead if that timing screen's correct which yeah. i have zero confidence in at the moment yeah. if i'm honest no it is right thank that's you about, that's about right and uh, just the uh, the GTD leader, or GTD Pro leaders, number 79, number three, running together there at the head of the GT field. But right with them is number 25 car, but you talked about that earlier on. He's, he's in right there with the two leaders, but he's a lap down. So for the number 25 team at the moment, it's uh, Yesikron. You talked about that a little while ago. Uh, he, he, uh, if he can get past those two and get himself back on the lead lap, He's certainly going to try to do so. Yikes, that was tight. He had to uh, lift off a little bit there as the, uh, as the race leader came past him, barreling down into turn 12. So you've really got to pay attention here. It's phenomenal closing speeds.
So, out on the circuits, the Allied Cadillac of Kamui Kobayashi has caught up with Tom Blomqvist. That's the battle for third in the overall right now. Six seconds between Bamber and Durrani. Then that battle uh, between Tom Blomqvist and Kamui Kobayashi. And a bit further back, about five and a half. Don't get that seven seconds now as Bordier is held up in traffic. And now he's only ahead by about a second uh, from Vautier. The JDC Miller Motorsport thing. Motorsport thing? Motorsport Cadillac. That's me trying to read a timing screen and read something else that's put in front of me at the same time. You know how your eyes lead your brain. Sorry about that. JDC Miller Motorsport thing. Sorry, T. So, Kobayashi diving down through turn number 12. Target acquired Blancvist. Well, it's come out about a second. Blancvist closing on Durrani. Traffic give and gives and traffic takes away. Seven seconds now between Bamba, who's yeah. cleared that little group of traffic, and Durrani. Durrani being pushed back towards Blomqvist, who's also got Kobayashi right on him and closing in just a little bit. And this is just yeah. the ebb and flow, Jeremy, of yeah. traffic, isn't yeah, it, it, in this racing? I, I, this is why I love this. Don't get excited if somebody loses two, three, four, sometimes five seconds in a lap. If you're following a gaggle of GTD cars down through the S's and you're a prototype, you're going to lose time. That's, that's just the way of it, isn't it? it? It absolutely is, and that's 50 laps by the way, completed in uh, this race. And, and to your point there, on that lap, uh, Ricky Taylor, who's running seventh in DPI, uh, he made up about two and a half seconds over the two cars ahead of him, zero one and, and the number five that are you know, pretty close together. And he's in about equally equidistance now all of a sudden between those two, where he, whereas he had been as much as five seconds adrift just a lap or two ago. One twelve two last time around for Earl Bamba. So the Corvette has got past the uh, the uh, number seventy nine car, haven't we? So Antonio Garcia take the lead from uh, Max Dubuque a couple of laps ago. Yeah, again, I think traffic played a part in that, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm sure if I'm, uh, I'm honest, yeah. Felipe Nasa now aboard the FAF Motorsport Porsche. Felipe, still, not still, sorry, still go ahead, Jeremy. Still aboard then? Uh, still aboard. Yeah, yeah. not uh, particularly known for he, his uh, GT exploits, but uh, great to see him here. And just hearing of a spin out on the circuit by Dan Goldberg, who's just pitted actually for performance tech. So what if he's done a little bit of damage in that car? It's the uh, LMP3 car that we're talking about here. And he's right there, right in front of us with that orange and silver car. And the team are pushing him back. The good news is that's right in front of me. So well, I think that's going behind the wall. Uh, I'm pretty certain it's going behind the wall, actually. They're pushing it back. Looks okay on the... There's a little bit of damage just in front of the uh, rear fender. And ah, coming out of turn seven, it was. <sighs> and that horrible moment when you spin it up and put it in the wall. So that car going behind the wall and Andrew Marriott can have a quick word with Alex Lynn before he goes racing. Yeah, Alex just putting his balaclava on, helmet on in a second, but 
Time for a quick word. So far, so good with your car. Yeah, I think we're uh, cruising along and uh, it all seems to be going pretty well. So it's usually a good sign this early stage if the balance is working well and we're, we're flowing nice. So, yeah, strong start. But the traffic is so bad, we've noticed already. You know, sometimes your car losing five seconds. Yeah, it's one where you have to be patient at this time of day. Um, you know, it'll be go time later tonight when uh, when everything starts packing up and there'll be time to uh, to be slightly more aggressive. But right now it's about staying cool and uh, keeping it one piece. Nice, well done. Psych yourself up for this session. Thank you. Adam is uh, having a look at the damage on the performance tech car after that spin from turn seven. I think that might be radiated damage down the left-hand side uh, of that bright orange number 20 car, Shea. Hello, Shea. Oh, maybe we just can't pick her up at that end of the pit lane. Oh, I got it. Hello, Shea, go Hello. ahead. Hello. Sorry, I was just talking with Gwen O'Neill, the uh, team owner, and who's got all the information on the car. She said that it just snapped on him as he was going through. They need a new rear wing, which is back in the garage. They're going to take this opportunity and maybe even do a driver change, but it shouldn't be long before that car is back out. Yeah, that was turn seven. Just rolled up on the curb a little bit too much. Uh, driver error there, I think. Hopefully nothing worse than that. Didn't see the uh, rear wing damage, to be honest. I was looking at the, uh, the hole in the bodywork on the left-hand side at the rear. Another quarter of an hour racing gone. Eight hours and 45 minutes to go. Let's have a quick run through of the positions in a VP Racing Fuel in-race update. Madison Snow leads GTD and he's the fourth best of all the GT cars. Ahead of Richie Highstad, Vasa Sullivan in the bright yellow number 12 car. It's the one with the uh, green number panels on it. The one with red is the pro car. That's how you tell those two apart. Third in the GTD category, Turner Motorsport. Michael Dynan behind the wheel of the number 96 liquid Molly, uh, red, white, and blue car. Russell Ward for Winwood Racing uh, in fourth. Until Bechtelsheim has worked his way up from the back of the grid in the 66 gradient car. And he's putting in some cracking times at the moment ahead of Brendan Array for inception uh, in the Cadillac. We'll do the rest of VP Racing updates in a moment because we've got another set of pit stops at the front of the field. And people, Durrani is in. They, of course, are off strategy with everyone else. And this is full service for new Michelin tyres and a new driver getting in there as well, Jeremy Shaw. Well, it's not Jeremy Shaw that's getting in there because he's sitting next to me. <laughs> it was, I, I'm sorry, I was looking the other way. Who, who got in? I think it's, a, I think Pro it's Olivier Pla. There was a bit of green yeah. on the helmet and we'll see as he goes out of the pit lane. Indeed it was Olivier Pla. Gives the car a little wiggle as he comes off the pit lane speed limit. So I'll quickly run through the rest of the classes in the, in the uh, uh, rundown. Actually, let's go to uh, Pippo Durrani. He's just out of that car. Yeah, literally uh, out of the car by less than a minute, Pippo. How was that first session there? Pretty hectic at the beginning, I think. Yeah, we had uh, our qualifying tyres weren't so good, so we, we decided to pit a little bit early, put new tyres on, which... Uh, Allowed us to move a little bit forward up Yeah, the we, we wondered why you came in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but maybe we were blistering the rear tires from quali the qualifying tires. So, yeah, we uh, we got back up to second, but, you know, it hasn't been so easy. We uh, I, we think our car is a little bit better for the night, we hope. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think you went a lap down, did you? No, I don't think so. 
I'm not sure. No, you just have now, actually. Oh. Just coming out of the pits. Oh, I did. I haven't seen yeah, it. Because you've done two pit stops, they've done okay. one. Okay. Okay, car's feeling good, but the traffic's appalling. Yeah, traffic's uh, really unlucky there. I was I was kind of following uh, Bamber and, uh, and then got really unlucky with um, two or three laps in a row, which made the 60 uh, get back right behind me. So part of the game, you know, that's how we go racing here in, in, in the States. Traffic is a big part of it, so... Yeah, still a long way to go. Thanks very much. One minute and 59 seconds in the pit stop there for that full service, and that's why they dropped so much time. Earl Bamba nipping through, just uh, going into turn six and seven, so that has put Oli Plard out. Now, the point that Andrew was making there, and rightly so, was that uh, that is their second scheduled pit stop to everyone else's right. one in the category. There are some people who have done two. Ricky Taylor, of course, uh, changed tyres early on as well. And Tristan Fortier has been through the pit lane a couple of times as well. That was a top-off at the end of the first yellow flag period. So, in our VP Racing Fields in-race updates, then LMP... Uh, GTD Pro, it's Corvette, WeatherTech, AMG and FAF Motorsports, that's the 379 and the 9. In LMP3, Matthew Jakobsen for Sean Creech Motorsport, the Stars and Stripes 33 ahead of Jared Andretti, so that's a change around there. Jared in the 36 car, that's the white and grey car. And uh, Gar Robinson in the 74, Riley. In LMP2, Ben Keating for PR1 Matheson's been in from the start in the 52 wins car ahead of Enric Edmund for Dragon Speed and John Ferrano for Tower Motorsport, the orange and black car. And at the top of the shop, nine seconds the gap between the 0-2 Cadillac Racing, the Chip Ganassi run car, top Blockfest championship leader in Meershank Racing with Kerb Agajanian, number 60 car in second. It's the pink and white car, Kami Kobayashi in the white, mainly white ally Cadillac, can't miss that one number 48 of course Jimmy Johnson's number and then the 0-1, the white fronted Cadillac racing car is in 4th position, another second or so further back for Sebastian Bourdais that's your VP in VP, VP Racing Fuels in race update with 8 hours and 40 minutes to go Shea Adam and Andrew Murray in the pits Nick Damon taking a break Jeremy Shaw with me, John Hindhoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. There was a slight delay on that pit stop, spotted by, of course, yeah. Lanzar Lanzarotti Camel. The air gun hose was caught in the front rear, uh, front left wheel arch, right, good. and he had to come back to release it. So Splendid. slightly, slightly long yeah. on that as he was trying to pull the hose through. It got stuck between the front valance and the 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 front left hand wheel. So the mechanic had to come back through and flick it out in that deft motion that they have with their wrists it cost a couple of seconds but that's well all adds up doesn't it well it does i mean he, he came into the pits only uh, 10 seconds behind the leader and he's now gone a lap down you, you shouldn't lose a lap if you if you're that close to uh, the leader when you're making a, a scheduled pit stop so yeah well spotted lanzarote camel great stuff big help uh, and because uh, i was wondering why he managed to go a lap down uh, but he's, he's now going to tag on to the tail of Earl Bamber. He'll get that lap back again when the, the, the leaders come into the, into the pits. Uh, and I would expect that to be um, yeah, fairly soon. 
Hoffman said they can do 32, 35 laps, something like that. One minute so 54, Jeremy, was uh, pit in to pit out uh, okay. for that number 31 so wheel and car. Another two or three laps, we should see the uh, DPI leaders at Pitwood. Can we call Biashi with a 13-9 last time around? 13-2 for Tom Blancfist, so that gap's gone out again now, three and a half seconds. Bourdais lost a little more time as well, so 1.2 seconds back from Camwe to Seb. So this again is the effect of traffic. Ricky Taylor now a second behind Tristan Vautier. So keep an eye on the pit lane. That's the next set of stops coming up for the DPIs. And I think, as Jeremy says, the leader will be the leader came in one lap later, maybe two laps later one. than everybody. It wasn't one, yeah. Yeah, but well, that, and that, but that's that only yellow, because yeah, because they were waiting for the uh, the yep. yellow. Oh, off down at the bottom of the hill. That is the era number eighteen, and that is in the gravel. Pits have been closed. We're going to go full course yellow. Oh my goodness! So pits are closed in the pits. In the closed pit for the. Ally Cadillac. Now, is he going to drive through? If he goes to his pit store, this will be a big penalty. He might need a bit of fuel. This could be emergency service. Sheer Adam is at the opposite end of the pit lane of that, but that's uh, that's going to be Andrew, I think, down there. Sheer, what can you see? I can see three, four five seconds of fuel going into this car. Now they've left the nozzle attached too long. This is not emergency service fuel. They need it to be shorter than that on the time that the fuel nozzle was in for it to be emergency service fuel. They took a little bit too much. That is going to be a further penalty. And what's more, they didn't even do full service. So that was entering a closed pit for that car. And it's turn six, by the way, uh, that the era car has gone off. Oh, now. Did you get a help there? Uh, here comes high class racing in as well into a closed pit. This is the number 20 in LMP2 for Dennis Anderson. Oh, my goodness, mate. The era car, by the way, was Dwight Merriman and it was up at turn six. And it there was another car right there. He was coming through the GTD field and turns in at turn six. No, he's on his own. He's, uh, oh, sorry, looking at the wrong car. And was there a, a little, oh no, something broke, maybe something broke at the back of that car for Dwight. Left rear, uh, right rear, all of a sudden just sitting down on the road. Very odd, very odd indeed for Dwight. Looked like he was a passenger, second in the championship. They could have won the championship if everything had gone their way this weekend. It's going to be a long road back from that. And was that a, a locked gearbox or something more? Well, it's running again. Car's running and they pulled it out. That's very good, actually. Might not even have lost much more than ear lap. Now, let me have a look at that right rear. Now, there's big chat going on down in the pit lane between the officials. I presume this is going to be about uh, emergency service. This is down at the 48 Ally Cadillac and the, the, the pit lane uh, 
the pit lane supervisor, Johnny Knotts, is there. Andrew Marriott is there. Yeah, well, Jimmy Johnson's here all helmeted up. So we're going to see the car back here in a second, I reckon. So I was just walking down the back, John. Just tell me exactly what happened in the, in the previous um, pit stop of the Ally. Problem was, uh, Andrew, they came into a closed pit. Now, you can do that and take what's called emergency service so you can replace... Uh, a failed item, so if you had a puncture, for example, you could replace that punctured tyre. If you're short on fuel, well, obviously, it's better for you to come into the pits and get some fuel than to run out on track and exacerbate whatever the safety issue is. You relied five seconds of fuel, but it was way more than that, and that's been picked up by IMSA. It may be that Camry had no choice other than to come in in the Ally Cadillac uh, because he was tight on fuel. We're right on the pit stop window for the DPIs, but five seconds is the amount that's allowed. And I, I think they might have gone over that by uh, possibly a couple or three seconds. And yeah. I think that's what the debate is going on down there between Johnny Knotts, our yeah. senior pit official, and the team. I'm going to try and get in the middle of that if I can. Uh, let's uh, find out what's going on from Andrew when he's had the look. The pits were closed. Uh, Shea shouted it in my ear. I looked at the pit closed light and the era car was in the gravel. Uh, we'll have it. Someone check the timeline as well. Which this screen doesn't have. So that's going to be the key. But I think the fact that uh, there was a discussion going on, Jeremy, between pit officials and the team tells you all you need to know the pits work and, and, and by the way if the pits weren't if the team didn't think the pits were closed why did they only put eight seconds or nine seconds of fuel so they knew the pits were closed so it, it's not about whether the pits were closed or not it's about how much fuel was in and how long the nozzle was on there uh, let's go down to Andrew uh, for a little more he's been speaking to the team and the officials yeah they didn't get a clean push of the pipe so they say they definitely only had five seconds of fuel. They were completely out of fuel. They had to come in. They're going to do a stop now, do a full normal stop, and then they'll do one lap and they'll come back again and serve their penalty. You'll still have to serve the penalty, of course. Yeah, and, and that, that I understand them arguing that. Uh, that's fine. Uh, yep. Coming in for the five seconds of, of fuel is, uh, is exactly right. That's what you're allowed to do. And they knew they were entering a closed pit. But clearly, uh, they were in five seconds after the yellow cut was called. Thanks, Lee, uh, for that. But uh, what the pit official will have seen is the hose on there, knowing that it's emergency service, the stopwatch would have been started, and it was about eight or nine seconds before it came off. What the team is saying is we did not get full contact and fuel wasn't flowing for that first two or three seconds. Not sure how that is proved or disproved, to be honest. Uh, and whether there's a fuel flaw or something like that, um, that they can look at uh, and see if, uh, if that is actually the case, Andrew. Yeah, well, they say that the officials have agreed with them. That's what I'm just being told. Oh, OK, yep, excellent. Yep. Right, yep. so, so that, that, that uh, will 
uh, that penalty then will be rescinded uh, as in comes all of the DPI fields. But they will need to come in again at the end of the pit sequence, so they will fall to the back. Correct, but that's way better than having to do that and do another drive-through yeah. uh, as well. Uh, let's go down to the far end of the pit lane. Earl Bamba leads in the DPI hordes, and Andrew Marriott is watching him coming. Yes, indeed, John. I'm going to get a word with... I know we spoke to Earl just uh, earlier in the day, but I think it's going to be worth an interview when he gets out of the car. Super run by him, wasn't it? And, and what's going on down there, Andrew? Well, Earl Bamba's right by me now. He's just taking his gloves off. I'll let it... The uh, Kiwi take his crash helmet off and then I'll be straight in there. John, you know me. Um, just having a look at the timing screen. Putting his gloves off the uh, pit perch. And the uh, helmet is coming off. Just Who got in the car, Andrew? Yeah. I don't know, I'm just going to get Earl now. He's, um, Alex Lynn in the car yeah, now. Alex Lynn definitely in the car. We spoke to Alex a few minutes ago, didn't we? And uh, Earl just uh, having a quick bow. He's got his helmet off. Earl, oh, phen phenomenal first stint from you. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good stint. Uh, managed to get into the lead early, and the car's really good at the moment. Um, it's really difficult with the traffic. You know, it ebbs and flows. It goes back and forth. Um, and, you know, it's still eight hours. But, no, so far, car's really, really good. Um, like I said, we rolled off the truck well, and I think uh, we've got one of, the, one of the cars to beat today. So let's see if we're still there with uh, two hours to go. Yeah, the first move on the Shank car was absolutely brilliant, mate. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was really, really interesting. Um, you know, I got a good draft on him, and then um, yeah, once it was done, we just sort of managed to manage the gap and pull away. So, um, but it's like I said, it's tough out there. It's really tough with the traffic. Um, you know, there's stuff going everywhere, so it's going to be a long old ten hour. Yeah, you probably won't know this, but we're looking at the timing screen. Some laps, you're losing four or five seconds in the traffic. Oh, I can see it on the Delta. Don't worry. Um, and. Uh, you know, but this is Road Atlanta and that's what it is, you know. Uh, you just got to stay calm and relaxed and, you know, one lap it'll come, uh, get away from you and the next lap it'll come to you. So, you know, hey, that's what it is. Thanks very much. The best from New Zealand. In the LMP3 pit stops, we had a big change as far as the lead is concerned. Andretti getting their car turned around quicker than the 33 Sean Creech Motorsport. Sean Creech did do a driver change. Nico Pino took over from Malta Jakobsen. So after the GTD stops, I'll dive in and get an interview. But now we've got the GTD cars onto the pit lane. And the first four are all GTD Pro. They will head down to Andrewson. But then we have GTD Normal as far as the pit stops are concerned. The number one Paul Miller Racing BMW is in. That is Madison Snow. Not yet staying aboard once again. Now we have a driver change. It is Eric Johansson taking over for his first stint during Petit Le Mans. Further up the pit lane, we've got fuel tires and a driver change for the 57 Windward Mercedes as well. Looks like it is Philip Ellis taking over for Russell Ward. Fuel and tires for Ryan Hardwick. No driver change for the Porsche, though. The right motor for Porsche. No driver change either as Michael Dynan stays aboard for his second stint in the Turner Motorsport BMW. That car started by Robbie Foley. We've got the number seven McLaren in. Brendan Areeb for another stint as he tries to accomplish the two and a half hours all in one go, but he did get fuel and new tires. And John Potter again staying aboard for the Magnus Racing Aston Martin fuel and four tires there. Fuel and four tires for the Hardpoint Porsche, and that is still Nick Bull aboard that one. Tom Blomquist, what an opening hour or so. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, well, it wasn't too bad. Um, it's pretty tough out there with the traffic. Uh, it looks like the O2 car's got a hell of pace, hell of a pace today. So um, yeah, they look like going to be tough to tough tough to beat. But um, 
Yeah, we were just chipping in there, you know, not too many risks yet. Uh, it's a long, long, long way to go, but pretty happy with the car. Working well, no, no big surprises. So, uh, yeah, we just got to keep, keep on it, uh, keep chipping away and, uh, yeah, keep the pressure on. Tom, we saw in the heli shot and it looks as if they got a bit more speed on the straight than you. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, they look, they look really competitive. Um, you know, out the corner as well, you know, also with the tyres. I think they're going to be really, really tough to beat today. But uh, yeah, the car seems to be working well. Um, but yeah, we just got to do our job and, and, and keep chipping away. Tom, thanks very much. Thank you. Up on the uh, pit perch for a welcome rest, I think, for him. A bit of bad news down here from the pit lane, as it has been confirmed now from Carbon by the team that the the throttle potentiometer, that problem is too severe. They are our first retirement of this race. Oh, that was the uh, first of the safety cars when Robert McGuinness uh, lost that potentiometer of the car, went into safe mode, which was engine off, and he coasted to a halt, that electrical issue, uh, a little more serious, I think, and that's been deemed enough to take that car out of the 2022 Matul Petit Le Mans. You're listening to us live around the track on 98.1 FM, Road Atlanta Radio on Sirius XM 207 around the US and around the world with uh, no interruptions, of course, on any of our audio feeds on imsaradio.com where you will also find our international TV feed. If you look on the top left-hand side, there's a, a live video page if you're outside the US uh, you'll be able to log on to that. Jeremy Shaw is in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. That uh, number 39, Carbon Peregrine Racing Lamborghini, that was one of the cars that did have an outside shot at the championship. So that, of course, has now gone away. Here's number 48 car. Yep, back in. But going awfully slow, is it? Uh, back into the pit lane for its, presumably, for its full service now as the. I thought it came in with everybody else on lap 63, actually. Uh, well, well, keep an eye on that. Let's go to Shea Adam. Who has Malta Jakobsen? Malta, that was a very exciting opening stint to the race. You had some really good battling out there, and then to retake the lead once the tire pressures dropped. How much of a difference did that make on the first pit stop? Yeah, it made a huge difference because I struggled quite a lot in the first half an hour before the first caution. And then, yeah, we boxed to go on another set, and the team managed to manage the tire pressures as well on the second set, and it was way better. For this Sean Creech Motorsport team, it's a very long race to come, but has it been less aggressive than perhaps you guys were expecting? I mean, yes and no. Um, the race is so long now for 10 hours. So I started in the car because I did the qualifying yesterday. So our main goal is just to keep the car in one piece without having any trouble with competitors on track. And then we will see the last two hour, one hour, if we are be in the front still and be able to fight for the win. Hey, good luck to you. Thank you very much. So, in for a splash of fuel for the wheel and Cadillac, Ollie Plot, who had gone a lap down uh, and has just got the wave around, but he's coming for a splash of fuel. So, effectively, they are back on the same strategy now as everyone else. Uh, I think that Jimmy Johnson's car has done the same thing as well. Let's go into GTD Pro and to Corvette. Uh, Antonio Garcia is with Andrew. Well, so far so good. It's looking uh, as if the Corvette suit in the track today. Yeah, I mean, we felt like he was going the right direction. I mean, start of the race was kind of easy, relaxed in a way. So 
kind of good pace for the four cars up there and then managed to to jump most of them in the pits and yeah and then, then the pace I think was really good so I had to catch the 79 which seemed doable at least now and got in the lead and just yeah we're still kind of finding out or figuring out how the car behaves during a long stint because we didn't get to do a full stint yet so yeah we'll see Good. and of course um, as the commentators were saying just one big race you never won this one yeah i won i won many stints here but never the whole race so yeah i mean let's let's keep it calm i mean we've been in this position many times but the one that matters is the last one just the early stages. Gracias, Antonio. Ah, he's a lovely lad, Antonio Garcia. He really is. Been part of championship runs uh, here many times before and often not having to win the race. Uh, I liked his uh, answer there from uh, Andre's question. I've won many stints, but not the last one. <laughs> yeah, great line, that one. Back in for Just Era Motorsport. Yep. Getting and full that's, service. That's a car that's uh, a couple of and laps down Excuse me, John. Oh, a sorry. couple of naps down now in uh, uh, LMP2. Just looking down the GTD order, interesting to see how the number 96 car has worked its way very much into contention. Michael Dynan at the wheel of the tournament is what BMW right now, and it's running second in GTD. That's one of the cars that had the problems in qualifying, so it started right at the back. So a brilliant job by them, uh, initially by Robbie Foley, uh, and now Michael Dynan to get that car very much in contention in GTD in GTD. Also, did the uh, number 25 BMW get its lap back? Uh, they were standing still for a very long time, wasn't it? It was a 60-second yeah, stop I and hold. Did, I so think yes I is the answer to that. Yeah. Jesse Cron still at the wheel. Yeah, they got BMW the team, RLL. That, that was uh, service in a closed pit, remember, uh, earlier on. Uh, safety car is back in the pit, so we must be going back green. Yep, green flags in the air. Dennis Paul waving it with uh, some gusto. Dennis's last race for the foreseeable future as our start. He's been here for a very long time in LMS and IMSA, splitting the starter duties uh, when the two series came together with uh, Tani from the uh, Grand Am series. Dennis off to change the world. He's been part of a team looking at an innovative cure for cancer for many years. Very clever lad, Dennis. Time spent talking to him about motorsport or his work, never time wasted. And uh, into the area of some clinical trials, I think. So he needs to concentrate on that. Clearly, we wish him all the best uh, for that. So just on the restart then. Bourdais now leads for the 0-1 Cadillac racing machine ahead of Elio Castro Neves. Alex Lynn, whose car came in in first position, now in third. From Brendan Hartley in the number 10, Conning and Minolta Acura. They were nearly a lap down earlier on. See how things can change quickly. Richard Westbrook now behind the wheel of the number 5. Mustang sampling car, Jimmy Johnson for Ally Cadillac in the 48. And Oli Pla back on the lead lap in the number 31. And just going past Jimmy Johnson there as he goes up across the line uh, into fifth position, sixth position rather, Jimmy Johnson into seventh. Andrew. Yeah, I like this. I'm up here on the pit perch at Wayne Taylor Racing on the top floor, sitting quietly with Ricky Taylor here. But Ricky, that was a hectic first stint. You really had to push. 
you know, to, to stay on the lead lap. Yeah, it's nice you came out to join me. We're having a bit of a breather. Um, but the yeah, the, the first stint was very very difficult to to be fighting uh, just to stay on the lead. The big shunt there. Uh, we'll uh, get back to Ricky in a moment. Uh, high class racing number 20 at the bottom of the hill at turn 10. Uh, we've also got uh, the number 44 car in that, I think I saw as well. In fact, it's had two incidents. No, that's turn one. There's two separate incidents. Uh, John Potter was off for Magnus Racing at turn 10. I mistakenly thought that the 20 car was involved in that, but that was a separate incident at turn one for high class. Uh, that car has pulled out. Uh, that was Dennis Anderson. And I think there was a Porsche involved at turn 10 as sure well. Number nine, actually. Uh, I think it was the hard point car. So the hard point car in behind. Right, there was a touch between the AF Corsa. Ah, right. The touch between the AF Corsa Ferrari and the Magnus number 44, which has broken the steering on the left-hand side on the Magnus Aston Martin. That car then uh, unable to turn to the left. Uh, and has ushered the hard point Porsche off. That car has continued, as has uh, the AF Corsa Ferrari, uh, and straight into the barriers at turn one for Dennis Anderson, the 20. We are uh, at, uh, that car is rolling, but damaged. We are under full course yellow. Let's go back to Andrew. Fancy a bit of commentary, you could talk us through that. Uh, it looks like mayhem out there. Uh, I feel bad for the Magnus car. It looked like the steering broke or something. But um, yeah, for us, a big fight to stay on the lead lap. We got a bit lucky that the yellow came out because uh, we were really struggling for pace on the first stint. Second stint, uh, kind of working into getting the car more in, in the window, uh, just kind of not taking any risks this early on. I think the, the car and the track are going to come to us as the wind dies down and the track cools off a bit. Um, we're really happy with the car in night practice on, um, what was it, Thursday night? Yeah, and that was the only decision to take to stop after a lap, wasn't it, and leave the tyres on to get those points? Yes, we need the qualifying points. And there was a, the other alternative was stopping, taking the green, uh, but there was a risk there with uh, impeding somebody else's race or crossing the pit lane line before the, before the leader crossed the line. So we, did, we wanted to avoid a penalty and play it as safely as we could. And uh, it's all worked out well. So we're on the lead lap. We're, we're in the race uh, P4. So Brendan's doing a great job. And you've still got your teeth in after those flat-spotted tires vibrate. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might need to go to the dentist. But uh, yeah, yeah happy, to, happy to be uh, smooth sailing now for, for the rest of the uh, 8 hours and 15 minutes. That's Ricky. I still came and claim him as British because he was born in Surrey. And of course, his brother was born in America, but they're British. Actually, he's got three passports, I think. <laughs> man, international man of mystery. Um, and Andrew Marriott uh, <laughs> down in the pit lane. It's uh, RS2, Limsa Radio, live from trackside. And we're into our second full course yellow, Jeremy, yes, for this uh, race. Third, excuse me. Uh, as a multi-car incident down at turn 10 A and B. Contact between the Magnus Aston Martin, left front to right rear of the AF Corsa Ferrari, broke the steering on the number 44 Aston. That car then uh, carrying straight on rather than turning right up the hill at turn 10 B. The hard point Porsche Rob Furiel at the wheel, ushered into the 
gravel, but managed to come out. Meanwhile, down at turn one, the number 20 uh, prototype for high-class racing. And just went straight on at uh, turn one, and Dennis Anderson has been in and through the pits. So that must have been a pretty quick nose change. Either that, uh, either that, or they just sent him, and they are waiting for the pits to open to so that they don't lose too much time. Shadow was watching that. That might have been some clever pit strategy there so that they came in and through. That would have counted as emergency service because he's had... Uh, but he didn't stop. Oh, he didn't stop. No. Right, okay. So he went straight through the pits. Correct. They waved him back almost as if they were waving him to go back to the garage, actually. I'm quite surprised to see that that car continued around, but they are going to bring him back in when the pits are open so that they don't have to serve a drive-through penalty yeah. as a follow-up for any sort of emergency service. But that nose was pretty messed up. I would be a little bit worried about the suspension components underneath and I think that's what they're going to want to take a longer look at when the pits are open but this is a yellow off the back of another yellow so the pits won't open ah right yes it's that close you're right this is uh, what we call a quickie yellow so there'll be no wave buys pass arounds etc uh, that they are at this stage would be at the discretion of race control uh, this is not going to be a short time behind the safety car because I'm seeing some quite heavy equipment moving to both turn 10 and to turn one. I think there's a bit of wall rebuilding that needs doing on the outside of turn number 10. And there's a bit of Aston Martin recovery to be done at turn 10B. So that is, uh, well, we're gonna do the prototype class split. That is definitely gonna happen. But yes, this has been called as a short yellow. Now that's not, short in time because we could be behind the safety cars i say for quite some time what it means jeremy i think it's 15 minutes isn't it uh, between the two thank you jeremy is nodding away um so at that point the pits may not uh open uh, race control will leave the pits closed because we had a opportunity for everybody to be in the pits within the last 15 minutes So, about to welcome Nick Damon back into the pit lane. Andrew Marriott's already there, thanks to Shea Adam for the mission and countdown to green. And for the first hour and 45 minutes of our 10-hour contest. Gone are the days when it was a 1,000 miles or 10 hours time certain race now. It has been for some time. Never actually went to 10 hours in the uh, days when it was a 1,000 miles. The 1,000 miles always came up first. We've got to about... 9.50 or something like that, maybe 9.48. I've put my record book down somewhere. Yeah, 394 laps in that was, wasn't it, the 1,000K? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. something like that. Um, I have it all in a small notebook, which I uh, brilliantly got out to put in my haversack when I came over earlier in the week and uh, then completely forgot to put it in my haversack before I came over. Uh, sat did all my research, <laughs> noted it all down, and then forgot to bring it. Ah, the joys of getting older. Radio Show Limited and IMSA Radio live from Trackside, Sirius XM 207 here in the States, around the world on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network. You'll get that on 
imsaradio.com and if you're outside the US you can also see the World Feed TV pictures with our trackside audio that's on the live video page as well if you're here in the States if I look to my left I can see uh, that it is Townsend Bell Calvin's, Calvin Fish and Lee Diffie who are in the TV booth for NBC Sports looking very relaxed at the moment and if you're here at the trackside listening on the PA you have to nip back with the RV or to the car and uh, sort yourself out FM 98.1 is Road Atlanta Radio oh, they have uh, co-drivers next door too don't they there's a, sort of a second uh, oh there's a second, second shift wave yes really Let's go down to Andrew in the pit lane while we've got an opportunity with a little bit of quiet. The safety car bringing the field round to the double yellows right now. Andrew, where have you found yourself now? Well, I've found myself at Ganassi Racing here. I've been looking at the yeah. face of no, a no, man no, 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 that no, no, I have known since the 1970s. Yeah. And that man is called Kenny Stomansky, who is now in the middle of discussion. Let me just tell you a bit about Kenny. Kenny Stomansky is the ace tyre man and Kenny, you have a huge career in Formula One because way back when Maru Andretti won the World Championship for Lotus in 1978, you handled all the tyres. Oh, I didn't handle all of them. I made oh. Clive. Yeah, the tyre department, which consisted of Clive Hicks and Kenny Shemansky, a Cockney and a New Yorker. And you were doing double duty at the time because you were actually an American Airlines steward and you were flying back using those working flights to get to the races. Yeah, most of the time when I was on the dolly trolley, as we call it, the boys affectionately in pit lane, yeah, I did that in between my races. And then you moved to Ferrari. Yeah, then I went to Ferrari with uh, Nigel Stepney and did a bunch of races there because I sent them an application if they needed help at Coda and that was I sent to all the teams. And the only team that responded was Ferrari. Imagine that. But you uh, had the most fantastic time with Clive, um, doing, pulling all sorts of stunts. Oh, yeah. Clive and I, you know, like I said before, the Cockney and the New York mentality. And when we did the, the fancy dress in Monte Carlo for our 10th anniversary, and Leo Mel from Goodyear was kind enough to produce 400 T-shirts to pass out to all the boys in Pitt Lane, it was wonderful. The Kenny and Clive show, they got up to a lot of naughty tricks, I can tell you. I'm going to head off down the other end of the pit lane, see what's happening down there. Thanks, Thanks Andrew. Kenny. Your time to go to pit in. Nick Damon will be going, uh, sorry, to pit out, Andrew. Nick Damon will be going to pit in. Uh, we'll take the opportunity to have a, a, a quick word with, uh, sorry, go on, Jeremy, say what you're going to say first. Of yeah, all, just a quick note about Kenny Zabanski. It's great to see him around the paddock again, still these days, uh, so many years later. And he spent many, many years with Newman Haas Racing, of course, in the Indy car and champ car days. Uh, and uh, it was always time off from his real job, which was with American Airlines. I presume he's retired from that by now. Hope he has, anyhow. Yeah. I've got a guest in the show at a perfect time in the uh, Haggerty Global Broadcast booth. The perfect time while we can have a little bit of, of a chat with the champion who was crowned yesterday. Perhaps in, uh, in slightly uh, unexpected circumstances in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands. Uh, congratulations to our 2022 pro and therefore overall champion Parker Thompson from JDX Racing you knew what you had to do you set it up on uh, Friday with a uh, Thursday rather with the win there uh, and it came to you well done fella well first and foremost John thanks for having me up here always cool to uh, 
get to come to the the broadcast group, see the top of the tower here at uh, Road Atlanta. But yeah, pretty cool to win the uh, the championship. Pretty surreal. Great to get one for JDX. I mean, mm. a one car team in Career Cup up against uh, one team that has a third of the grid uh, is no easy feat. Why does that make a difference? Tell the listeners and the viewers why that makes a difference. Well, Carrera Cup generally we're the uh, the track sweepers here for the MC events, so we go out when the track is uh, is dusted, and then uh, generally as our season or our uh, race weekend progresses, you get the IMSA GTD cars out there that lay down the rubber, of course, uh, the big boys, and uh, the track changes a lot. So when you're only on a one-car team, you don't have a lot of basis to know exactly how the car changes. But uh, the other teams have got that. We didn't, but uh, JDX Racing, great group of guys over there. I mean, I presume less data as well. That's the problem. So even if you go testing, you only get one car. Of a weekend, you've only got one car, where some of the two, three, four-car teams, they're all sharing their data. 100%. Yeah, I only had myself to learn from this year. So uh, <laughs> that was no easy feat either. Did you teach yourself anything really important then? <laughs> well, this year I actually learned how to do all of the Pi Cosworth data. Ah. So I, I, I will say on that front, uh, I'll give my engineer credit, Luke at JDX Racing. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the offseason so that I could do my own data, and that helped because I do a lot of coaching. I mean, this year I'll be on, uh, this is I think weekend 18 of coaching, so I coach all the Sprint Challenge, uh, which is obviously the 992s and the other categories, yep. not on the IMSA weekends. Um, and I get to learn a lot from a lot of other coaches. So somebody out there, uh, I'll give a shout-out to uh, Spencer Pompelli. Oh, yeah. Uh, him and I have actually developed a pretty cool relationship. Um, he'll probably be surprised I'm mentioning his name, but he coaches at ACI Motorsports as well. That was a team that I coached at. And uh, watching him, he found me a tenth and a half to two tenths at just about every track wow. we went to. Really amazing. You, now, you won the championship. Congratulations. So you have the honor of t saying you are a Carrera Cup North America champion, only the second one, Sebastian Frio, uh, last year. However, you were about two weeks too old to qualify for the junior shootout back in Europe. Anybody under 26 here is classed as a junior for Porsche Carrera Cup in terms of Porsche Motorsport North America. But to go to the shootout, it's 24. And you, are, you were literally a couple of weeks too old to be involved in that. Is that a disappointment or is that just another opportunity? You know, I'll say it's another opportunity. The way my careers went, uh, <laughs> things keep to keep happening for a reason. So uh, with where things are at, I think next year is looking really good. Um, you know, the Porsche pyramid isn't just based on Porsche AG saying he's a good factory driver. It's also based on all their customer teams. Um, and I think I've got a pretty good name here in North America. I've got a good relationship with a lot of the customer teams. And uh, hopefully I keep that, uh, that Stuttgart steed on my suit for uh, a couple years to come. Are you... Have you looked at the last, what, three years of of uh, Porsche single-make championship, the last two, as Carrera Cup? Have you been looking that to that as a, as a career enhancement, or are you going to come back and defend your championship? Are you using it as a stepping stone, I suppose? I'm pretty certain I'm using it as a stepping stone. <laughs> um, ah, now, we're in that netherworld of end of season and start of season, aren't we? Who knows? I, I don't want to lie to you if somebody said, hey, we're going to pay you a bunch of money to come back to Career Cup and defend your championship. Um, it's not like I'm turning down paid rides. But at the same time, my goal from the start moving to sports car racing is to be in what we're watching today, which is out there with the uh, 
the IMSA WeatherTech boys. We're with Parker Thompson, at 2022 Porsche Carrera Cup North America champion. You started in single-seaters, and you had a pretty good run in single-seaters. Maybe didn't get all of the championships that you deserved coming up on uh, the single-seater ladder, but you were... Uh, competitive you were always in there with a shout um what was the catalyst to move you over to sports car and endurance racing well funny enough the catalyst <laughs> is sitting to my right over here uh jeremy shaw i'll never forget uh 2019 st petersburg grand prix uh he was the one that called me up and said parker i think you're on a one race deal like you mostly are every season i've talked to you you should really look at sports cars and i've got the perfect contact here's jeremy dale's phone number the jd and jdx you should give this guy a call and uh, me never scared to give anybody a call i called him up <laughs> and jeremy said yep we need a bunch of money to go racing this year and i said okay well i've already got this one race deal on the open wheel side of things i think i'm going to stick on that he lost his driver uh, that he was supporting about a week and a half before the championship started at Barber Motorsports Park mm -hmm. that year in uh, in Porsche Sprint uh, or Porsche Challenge, Porsche yep. Cup Challenge, and uh, all of a sudden I was driving a car with the roof on my head. So, yep. what started as a bit of chance. I mean, I'd always liked sports car racing. I'd always loved watching Daytona. Has really over the last three years formed into. Uh, my love for motorsports. I mean, sports car racing, I think, is uh, is the pinnacle. We've talked about that, John. Um, all these factory guys, I think the best race car drivers in the world are all competing to get paid by a factory. Yeah, absolutely right. And you described last night, I thought it was interesting, at the Porsche Night of Champions, you described here at turn 12 in qualifying in a 992 Cup car as one of the most gnarly things you've ever done. It's flat, completely flat down here completely flat for about two and a half laps <laughs> <laughs> yeah. turning wow. in over that uh that sealer strip as well is not the easiest thing to do and you can't lift off with those rear engine cars unbelievable and it all it's all judged by how good of a run you get out of 10b because obviously if you get a monster run out of 10b all of a sudden uh you really have to hang on down into 12. Uh, stay with us, Parker. Um, I'm going to nip down to Andrew in just a second. Uh, we're coming down to two hours complete. It's hello to Rob, who's taking over from Tim in London. Just remind everybody, you're listening to 98.1 FM around the circuit, Sirius XM 207 across the US, and our international uh, TV and radio feed, imsaradio.com. Obviously, if you're outside the US, you can watch our flag-to-flag -flag uninterrupted coverage via the live video button on the top left-hand side of the page. If you're bandwidth compromised or you're traveling around, you shouldn't be watching the video when you're in the car, then click Listen Live and select RS2. Eight hours to go here at Road Atlanta.